Okay. Good morning. Early morning. Don't really give a share usually at this time, but this is the re- this is the time for today. We'll make a bracha and we'll start. Baruch Atad Eino Yoleheinu Melech Olam Shahakol Nuyabedvari. First of all, anybody that would like to sponsor this class, please let us know, um, and uh, you'll have the schus of many people being inspired. Hopefully, with Hashem's help. Now, where is this? So, first of all, I'd like to say the time that I'm doing the class today is at four. 40. And a lot of this class is focusing on 440. <laughs> Yesterday in the morning, I was jolted awake. I didn't go to sleep early. I went to sleep actually pretty late. It was Motsoy Pesach. This is, again, this is the night after Pesach here in Los Angeles. And I got to bed not early, around 3-ish, 2.30, 3-ish. And then I was woken up at exactly 444. So it's, it's 24 hours ago, in any, in any minute will be 24 hours. At 4.44, I was jolted awake. We had an earthquake here in LA. And it was felt, felt enough that I woke up. I don't know if I woke up from the quake or from my daughter screaming. <laughs> She's hypersensitive from the other room. And uh, my wife, well, every, we all woke up. Um, thank God I fell asleep again. Um, but there was a jolt in the morning, and then, you know, as I woke up later, um, and we, I started processing the information, um, it occurred to me that it's very interesting, because it was at 4.44 a.m., and the quake was um, 4.0 on the Richter scale. And, and, you know, it's not such a big earthquake. It was a, uh, a more minor quake. But it happened very local over here. Um, in, the, in the immediate Los Angeles area, not too far from here. That's why we felt it. Um, so why am I talking about earthquakes? And um, so... The astonishing thing is that these quakes are coming, happened often, recently, and every single time, I spoke about this in the past, but every single time they occurred, um, they occurred on incredible dates associated with Moshiach. Um, I will list them to you right now. Um, In 2019, on July 6th of 2019, we had a massive quake. This was a little further out, thank God. It hit pretty strong. I want to say something before I say this. The Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, in a talk of Parshas Toldos, I was um, brought, this was brought to my attention yesterday by Rebbe Majeski from New York, not Rebbe Shleiman Majeski, his son, um, brought to my attention that in Parshas Toldos, Tafshinun 5750, the Lubavitcher Rebbe addressed the major changes that are happening in the world and um, the fact that many countries are having changes in their, in their governments and so on and so forth. It's affecting literally billions of people and things that would generally um, cause what we would call um, um, changes that require great revolutions and a lot, a lot of bloodshed were happening without these, without the bloodshed. And therefore he was pointing out that that's a sign of the world changing and readying itself for the redemption. In the midst of that talk, he was including in it the fact that there were earthquakes in many places in the world. Talking about earthquakes. And the Rebbe pointed out that those earthquakes that were happening were not, very few people were, were, were killed. Again, I haven't looked up what the earthquakes were at that time that the Rebbe was referring to. But the fact that, and, 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 the, and the Rebbe obviously is very happy that there was not a lot of, a lot of, not a lot of carnage, at least not in the human price. And the Rebbe was saying that it's associated with the coming of Mashiach. 
that even the doimeim, even the inanimate, even the earth itself, is preparing itself for the giyula. Such a strange idea that the earth itself is preparing itself for the redemption. That's a general thought about earth. So when you have earthquakes that bring about a lot of carnage, so then you have to look at the earthquakes in a negative way. It's some kind of an extreme punishment and a, some kind of a darkness. Um, but when you have earthquakes that are not, they're just jolting us, but they're not causing any damage, um, including all these earthquakes that I'm going to mention now that we experienced in the last year and a half over here in the LA area. I know that my audience is not just Los Angeles, but I think there is, uh, for whatever reason, I think LA is deeply connected to the redemption and the fact that it is, you know, I don't know, I'm not gonna get into that right now, but there, there, I, I think there is, there is, there is some, something to that. Every place is connected. How can a place not be connected? But, um, you know, this is the head of, this is the seat of Hollywood, which impacts the entire world. If it impacts the entire world, not necessarily in, in with the best and the holiest and godly conscience, uh, why shouldn't it impact the world in a godly way? So it has obviously a lot of potential to have influence on the world in Los Angeles and therefore the quakes over here which we don't have to see in a negative way especially because as we said earlier they did not bring much destruction at all just a little rattling of the nerves which is more like of an alarm clock a chauffeur <laughs> waking up so the Rebbe says this is connected to the world earth itself preparing itself for the Giyula now Someone, a Yid in Eretz Yisrael, um, I forgot his name. He's in communication with me. I, I should really get his name. He's an awesome guy, uh, an awesome rabbi. He's, he, 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 he's always, uh, he receives my videos. My daily, yesterday, my daily video was about the earthquakes. And um, he responded by sending me some really good stuff, <laughs> which I'm going to share part of what he sent me, or what, or what he sent me, which triggered in my own head certain thoughts. But, um, oh, so he, he brought to my attention, in Sefer Or HaTorah, that's the books of the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe. So his, it's, this is, a, this is a series of books that's got maybe, or a tire of the Tzemach Tzedek, it's got probably like about 20 volumes, maybe more, 25 volumes. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. It's the Hasidus of the Tzemach Tzedek on the Torah. And on Shir Hashirim, and Tanakh, and, and so on and so forth. The first page, the actual first piece in Bereshis, in the first book, of Eirat Taira talks all about earthquakes. All about earthquakes. It's a P passage on Hashemayim Kisi. You can look it up. It says, the heavens are my, are my seat and the earth is Hadom Ragli, the place where I put my feet. So he's talking about that when God stamps his feet, that's what causes earthquakes. Um, which generally gives off a negative thing that God is kind of a little upset. So he gives a little kick with his feet and that, that the earth is his footstool. So it... Uh, it, uh, it causes a quake. So he talks a little bit over there what causes earthquakes, and he brings some things which I would say are not the best news, indication of not such good uh, behavior or whatever. But in the end of his piece, he leaves off with a different type of earthquakes. He says earthquakes that are a preparation for the new heaven and the new earth that God is going to create. There is a Pasuk that says that the old earth is going to disintegrate. It's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. It says, uh, I don't have the, the Pasuk in front of me right now. The earth is going to uh, rot and disintegrate and so on and so forth. And Hashem is going to give us a new heaven and a new earth. That does not mean physical destruction. Everybody needs to understand that. God loves this world, and he's not destroying this world. We didn't put in all the work over here to make this world a better place for in the end for it to be destroyed. It just means a whole new 
consciousness, a whole new reality is going to reveal itself in the world that the earth and the heavens are going to look totally new. Not at all what we've seen until now, it's going to be completely new. So he says, earthquakes are an indication and part of the old world disintegrating and the new world emerging. So in that sense, you know, fits really well in with what we were saying that the Rebbe says that earth maneuvering itself for Mashiach. And again, how do we know if it's an angry earthquake, one of the earthquakes that show on, you know, a, a world, God forbid, uh, disappointing God or moving backwards or a world moving into the redemption. We take a look if, 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 you know, if there's been any loss of life. And thank God these earthquakes, as far as I know, didn't cause any loss of life other than the jolt. So I'd like to share with you the awesomeness of this. Um, so in July 16th, I'm sorry, July 6th in 2019, you can check these things up. I think I wrote them down correctly. I did a research on this a little while ago. Um, there was a 7.1 earthquake, really strong. It was Friday night. I was in the middle. I went to a community to do a Fabrengen. Why did I go to up there to a hotel um, to do a Fabrengen? Because it was Gimel Tamos. And we all know what Gimel Tamos is. Um, the day the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, left the work for us because he didn't want us to think that he's going to do it all. So he kind of went into uh, a little bit more behind the curtains, if you can say, to allow us to to catch up with him, let's just say it that way. Um, that, that happened on Gimel Tammuz, and that was a big quake, seven. And we all know the Rebbe is the seventh Rebbe, so it's interesting, it was, a, it was on the seventh quake, 7.1. Um, so obviously a very Moshiach day, uh, still a painful day, but one day we're gonna see its Moshiach uh, connection. The next quake that was significant in Los Angeles was quite a few months later, April 22nd. And I'm really saying that there was no quakes in between that was significantly that we felt. There's, if you look at the earthquake, and it is every day there's quakes, but they're very, very, very subtle. But ones that we, that, that we noticed to the point, that's what I'm saying, that I woke up, my family woke up, we were talking about it. The, these are these quakes. So there was nothing in between that was significant other than the dates that I'm sharing with you. That's why it's so powerful to me. So the second one was on April 22nd, 2020, um, at 12.03 a.m. That was a 3.7, and it was again right over here in the San Fernando Valley. That's right up, it's right, right, right very close to us. And uh, that was on the 28th of Nisan. Now the 28th of Nisan is going to anniversary coming up this Shabbos. It's the day that the Lubavitcher Rebbe spoke and said that he's done all he can and he shook the world then, it was an earthquake in the year 5751, it's 1991. And he says, he's giving over the task to bring Mashiach to each and every one of us. Koyach Nisan, the powerful day of Nisan. This year they're doing an amazing event, a global um, fabrengen, which is gonna last 24 hours throughout the clock, starting in Australia, where people are going to be speaking during this time and inspiring people in this last and final task to bring Mashiach. There's gonna be 48 rabbis speaking. It's gonna be awesome, everybody should tune into it. Uh, this starting Matzai Shabbos Saturday night and gonna go all the way to Sunday night. Um, so that's, 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 so that happened on the 28th of Nisan, we got a second jolt. The third jolt, consecutive jolt, happened July 30th, 429, AM. Again, these all, most of them happened early morning that jolted us. It was a 4.2. And when was that? That was on Tishabav, the ninth day of Av. Tishabav is the day we know that the two temples were destroyed to make room for the third temple, and that's its real meaning. It's Moshiach. Moshiach is born on Tishabav whatever that means, if it means in the physical, spiritual, but Mashiach is born on Tisha B'Av. That was the next, the next jolt. So again, third day of Tammuz, 28th of Nisan, Tisha B'Av, for a Chabad Chassid, for instance, 
these dates, the first two I mentioned, is obviously so much in our blood. For those that are not so affiliated, uh, I'm, so I'm giving you the background. Why it's, uh, to me at least, as, as a Chabadnik, <laughs> very, very significant. Third day of Tammuz, 28th of Nisan, uh, three months later, whatever, Tish above, early morning, and then, still in the year 2020, at 11.38 p.m., a 4.5 bang on September 18th, Rosh Hashanah. First night of Rosh Hashanah this year, I'm sitting actually before I went to sleep, trying to, and bang, we felt that shake really good. Also close by. Rosh Hashanah. What's Rosh Hashanah? The day of the coronation of God. If there is a day that represents coronating God, which is Mashiach, the whole Rosh Hashanah prayer is all about Mashiach. Coronation of God. Can't it shake just on a regular Tuesday on another time? What's with these dates? I mean, you gotta be blind. <laughs> you gotta be utterly dismissive. Everything is random. Whoever wants to live that way, you know, enjoy, enjoy, your life. To me, life is meaningful. And when these things happen, and you keep track of it. So the last big one was Rosh Hashanah. Thank God I wasn't shaking the whole year. And then suddenly, last yesterday, 4.44 in the morning, bang! We get another quake. And what's the significance? It happened right after we went to sleep from what? From the last day of Pesach, which is Mashiach's day. And we all completed having what we call Mashiach Suda. It's a meal that we wash, especially at the end of Pesach, and we connect to Mashiach's energy, because the last day of Pesach, Mashiach's energy is in its full power, full potency. So what I noticed was that it happened 4.44 a.m., and it was 4.0 on the Richter scale. So what do you have over here? Four, 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 four. So four fours, one after another, consecutive fours. And I'm thinking, right, the first thought is, we just drank four cups for Mashiach. That's the custom. It's, uh, it's, it's obviously most Jews are not familiar with it, that you know, we drink four cups of wine by the Seder, but then we also drink, there is a minhag instituted in Chabad, actually started with the Balshemtev. The Balshemtev didn't institute the four cups. Four cups was, came later, but in... Uh, in uh, 1906, the fifth Chabad Rebbe instituted to drink the four cups at the end of Pesach. So we drank four cups, and here you have four, 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 which was four times four, and I thought that was really stunning. A fifth earthquake in the in the in the, again all on these days. Okay, that's what I shared yesterday on my video a much shorter version of what I'm saying now. Now, since then, till now, thanks to, I think his name is Rabbi Yaakov from Israel, who gave me some thoughts and triggered my mind, and, and I did some research, and here are some other mind-blowing ideas. So we're talking, if you're familiar with, you've been listening to earlier classes, I'm talking about how this year is the year 3,333 years since we left Egypt, and we completed the work. We just passed the anniversary, 3,003, and we're going towards the giving of the Torah, 3,333, 3, 3, suddenly I'm busy with four fours. But you know what the interesting thing is? I, I opened up the news article to look at the earthquake. You know, earthquakes usually come, sometimes there's an there's a aftershock, and a, or sometimes you don't know if what you're feeling is the pre-shock, so the first one, I, didn't, I slept through that one. The first one that shook was at 4.15 in the morning, and that was a 3.3. And now we're in the 33 days of the counting of the Omer, in a year of 3.333. So the introduction to the four, point, to the four, to the four earthquake was a 3.3. So... It made the connection to 33, which we're talking about so much this year, in the year of 33. 
but really, I'm playing with these, as we're soon going to see, the 4444 is very much related to the 3333. So we'll, we'll see in a moment. I think it's, it's, it's really spectacular. It's amazing how when we dig a little bit into things, we can literally see godly revelation. And it's something that sometimes surprises people because I'm an ordinary person. I'm not a great tzaddik. I'm not some saintly individual. I'm a regular guy who enjoys french fries. Let me put that out before anybody starts thinking whatever. Okay, I enjoy french fries with whatever, ketchup and all the other good stuff. Physical enjoyments. Now usually these godly revelations that are, being re that are revealed are from tzaddikim, righteous people that are a little bit above the world. I'm not much above the world. I'm just a regular person um, study and try to be inspired myself and inspire others. Um, I don't see myself as a worthy person to be seeing godly things. But here's the catch, and this is something that everybody has to understand. When Mashiach is gonna come, we're all gonna be prophets. Not just saintly people. Prophets are gonna be like everybody. I'm not calling myself a prophet. What I'm saying is prophecy which means godly revelation is going to be the norm to every single individual. The Eshbeche says, I'm going to spill my spirit onto everybody. And everybody will see godliness. And that's the significance. We're going to, this, is, I'm, 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 this is a segue to what I want to say, is that this week is Parsha Shmini, which is very much connected to the fours, as we're going to speak about in a moment. This week is Parsha Shmini, which Pasha Shemini means it's the opening it talks about was the eighth day where there's a phenomenal talk and I, I, I don't have the time to go into it right now again by the Rebbe the Lubavitcher Rebbe in Lukotisichus I think Chelek Yud Zayin um, in his uh, volume 17 Lukotisichus where he talks about the significance of Parsha Shemini and the meaning of Shemini how Shemini is associated with Mashiach and he says over there that the significance of Shmini, and let me explain it just for a moment, the significance of Shmini is the complete convergence of God with the world. The unification of Hashem and the world coming together in a powerful union to the point that they merge together so much that it becomes natural to see godliness. It's literally natural. It's so much so that it's not even a wonder, no one is surprised. It's an everyday occurrence, it's every person. It's not like it used to be when there were prophets in the past that these prophets needed to like, it says that during the, first of all they needed to be, as we said before, very holy, very saintly, very removed from earthiness, very detached from materialism. And then even at the time of their prophecy, they would fall to the ground, lose their physical senses, sensors, and move and become, enter into this, you know, spiritual state and that's how they were prophesied. But he says that when Mashiach comes, that's totally not going to happen. Prophecy is going to be normal, everyday occurrence. What do you mean? What is your prophecy? You're just going to see things. Why? Because God and the world, the glory of God will be revealed. But it's not only that the glory of God is going to be revealed, he says. The second half of the verse, all flesh will see. And he brings from the Mittler Rebbe, from the second Chabad Rebbe, that all flesh will see means even animals will see godliness. That means it's, the, it's going to be connected to physical eye, not even so much mind, it's not much of thinking, it's just going to be something you see. The physical eye, and it's going to be natural to the physical eye to see God. Not like God can show the physical eye. God can do anything, he can appear to anybody. That's not the idea. The, na the nature of the world is to see the divine. And he goes into a deep explanation how that's expressed in number eight. Because seven is nature, eight is beyond nature, and, the, and it represents the, the divine God himself and completely above creation. And the fusion of both means Shmini, when it's natural to see the divine. Therefore, I think that's moments before that funnily occurs. For any person who actually studies Torah and studies the mystical part of the Torah, it definitely starts to become something that you bump into every second. 
you will see godliness wherever you look. If you want to look, if you want to probe. If you believe that everything that happens in the world is God speaking, then you can, and obviously if we know a little bit mysticism, you can, it, it, it becomes, you know, things become so clear. So I'm thinking about the four, 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 okay, four cups, but, what's, but, but that's one thing, that's just the number four. But why four, 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 four? So what's, so no, the first occurrence is very simple. It's Parsha Shmini this, this, this week. And not only is it Shmini, but we're reading, the week of Shmini is repeated this year twice. Because last week was Parsha Shmini, but since Shabbos, Pesach was Shabbos, so when Pesach is Shabbos, it's, um, you, you don't read the Torah, Shemini, we read Az Yashir, Shvishal Pesach, we read Az Yashir. So that threw us for a second cycle of Shemini. So this Shabbos is going to be Shemini. It's going to be the second week of Shemini. So we have two times Shemini, two times eight. Two times eight is 16. So 16 is four fours. So the earthquake which came at the 4-4s just felt very, again, at 4.44 a.m., adding the 4 on the Richter scale of, of, the, of the shake, you have 4-4s. So that, that was very interesting. The other interesting thing, it happened on the eighth day of Pesach, at the conclusion of the eighth day of Pesach. So there you got 1-8, the second eight was the night that it happened. It was the eighth night that we're reading in the Omer, we were counting number eight. Now that's a, that's a different eight than the eighth day of Pesach because the count of the Omer starts a day, the second day of Pesach. <laughs> so the eighth day of Pesach is actually the seventh day of the Omer. But the ninth, the, 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 the day after Pesach, which was the ninth day from when Pesach began, which was last night, is, is number, is the ninth day, but in the Omer it's eight. So it was the night that connected the eight days of Pesach with the eight days, with the eighth day of the Omer. So you have eight and eight is 16. So it's four, 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 and four. Pretty interesting. Now let's remember that we are now in the decades of number eight because we are now in 5781. So eight is a very, very, which means the emergence of God in the world is in its full, it's, it's in, is in its full intensity for the entire decade. And it's not going to go away. It's only going to get more intense. We're entering into this fusion of Shmini of number eight. Now, Again, to this uh, fellow in, in uh, Good Yidn Eretz who pointed me to an Eitz Chaim from the Arizal, where the Ariz says an interesting thing about the number 444. He told me a story that he had an accident once. Didn't, thank God he avoided an accident. He, he had a moment where he, he almost got hurt on a freeway and uh, whatever, his car spun, a whole crazy story. And he, see, people that, I, I love people who live with divine, with, with a sense of Ashkacha Pratis. Everything is, is meaningful. There's nothing that's just, and he, he noticed on his dashboard when, when, he, when, when he had a miracle that his car was at 4444. Um, 44,000 of 4,000, I think 444 miles or whatever. So he noticed those numbers, 4444. So when I, I, I was, he heard my thing talk about 4444, he, he brought my, to my attention. So he sent, I guess he did some research on that number. And he had sent me an interesting Eitz Chaim. So in the Eitz Chaim it says that the number 444, not four times four, but three times four, 444, which was the time that it happened in the morning, this last quake, was 4.44 in the morning, um, is the word midas. Tough mem dalid, midas. 
David HaMelech says, Hoidiyeni Hashem, whatever, let me know my, my end. Umidas Yomai, and the measure of my days, Mahi, what is it? So Midas is 444. So the, the Priest is talking over there about Leia and Yaakov, a whole, a whole, a whole mystical, a cryptic uh, idea. But it says over there that the significance, he writes, of 444 is that it comes from four times, four Alephs. Here we go. Four Alephs. Because if, in my last year when we spoke about um, the small Aleph of Ayikra, the one, that wasn't the last year, the one before that we spoke about the small... I told you then that this year is a very significant year. It's 5781, and we were talking about the Aleph, the one. Aleph is 111. If you write out, you spell out the word Aleph. Aleph, Lamed, Pei. So Aleph, Lamed, Pei is 111. Lamed is 30, Pei is, is 80. 30 and 80 is 110. Plus an Aleph is 111. So when you do four times, and, and, and Priyat Chaim gives a mystical idea where these four Alephs come from. It comes from the name Aleph Hey Yud K, one of God's names, and whatever the four, four energies, the four times Eke. And so the four Alephs is, so four times 111 gives you 444. And that's Midas. So I'm thinking over here. We're talking the whole time about this year being three, 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 three. 3,333. So three, 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 if you put, if, if, if you, is what? Four, 111 is three times one. Four times one eleven is three times is four times one one one. So it's really it's the four four forty four is the three 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 and three four times, and which is this year three 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 three. So is it a question why it's shaking on Achron Shel Pesach Mashiach? At 444, so 444 is not divert is not is not something separated from the 3333. It actually is the 333 because it's the three ones. Now this will fit even in a more spell and interesting thing. God, to me, you know, I feel you know is constantly just speaking and revealing. So we had this uh, our Mashiach Suda over here, and it was so energetic. The place was rocking. I mean, I can, you know, just what happened in this room, the holiness, the intense energy that was going on in this place um, just a few hours before the quake, I think is enough to, uh, to, to, to rock, the way, to cause a quake. It, it was crazy, beautiful. The singing, the depth of it, it was just, it's a shame that we don't have it on video. It was yomt if you can't see it, but it was like on a different level of kavana. Everybody was so into it, it was like, just incredible. So we had one of our guests who came and joined us, Sal Litvak. Great shout out to Sal Litvak from Accidental Talmudist. Asked me if he can say a few words, and he spoke. And I don't know if he's been following that I'm talking so much about 3333 this year, or maybe it's just others are speaking about it. I'm not the only one talking about it. And he said, this year is 3,333. And, and, and he added a thought to me that I never occurred to me, that what does 3333 indicate? It's the Jewish people sitting around the Mishkan. In the, in the tabernacle, you had the Mishkan, which is the dwelling of God in the middle. And around it were the four camps of Israel. Each camp was made up of three tribes. So it's three, three, three. So he said what that tells us this year is that this year is the year of unity. 
where all of the Jewish people, from all the tribes, from all affiliations, will all come together towards what? Towards Mashiach. Mashiach is the Mishkan, is the third temple. We're all gathering, kibbutz of all the Jewish people focused in the middle. But again, what is that? If you, if you take the three tribes, each one is one, so it's one, 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 which is also in the Markava, the chariot above. And that's the three, 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 three. It's the final tikkun of all of existence. And that's the number 444. Because 444 is the number of three times. And 44, 444, it shakes. Does that need or what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just blown away by it. Now let's take it further. Let's not stop over here. So we were talking before that Shmini, which is the parsha, which is number eight, two times eight is 16, and 16 is four fours. Yeah, but it's two times eight, not four times four. How, do you, how does it end up being four, 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 four? So we don't dismiss it so fast because Shmini eight in many writings of Hasidus, it is explained that the significance of the eight of Shmini is the convergence of four and four. Four and four is eight times, I'm sorry, four and four, the, 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 it's, the, it's eight times God's, the letters of God's, I'm sorry, it's the eight letters of Hashem's name. Hashem's name only has four letters, Yud K Vav K. The tetragrammaton, the primary name of God, Yud K Vav K. But the significance of number eight is that it's two times Yud K Vav K. It's Yud K Vav K once and Yud K Vav K twice. Why? Why two times Yud K Vav K? Because we know that in Hashem's, in the tetragrammaton, in the Yud K Vav K, there's two levels. There's the lower Yud K Vav K. And there's the higher Yud Kei Vav Kei. As we say, Hashem, Hashem, Kel Rachum V'chanun. And the Zohar talks about Havaya Dali Eila, the higher Yud Kei Vav Kei, infinitely higher than the lower Yud Kei Vav Kei. The significance of eight is the convergence of both, as we spoke before. Beyond nature with nature, total fusion. So really the number eight that we're so excited about is really made up of two fours in, 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 in the actual sense. And in the Zohar, on the Pasuk Vahi Bayoim Hashmini, the Zohar opens up with a passage by Amar Reb Yitzchak. Reb Yitzchak says, so we'll just spoke about, speak that in a few minutes, but the Rebbe's father, the Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, goes into a whole explanation that Yitzchak, why is Reb Yitzchak, and the Rebbe talks about this as well, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, why Rabbi Yitzchak? He's talking about his father, the Tzibir, the Tzemach Tzedek, a whole story. Because Yitzchak is gematria eight times Yudke Vavke. God's name, uh, Yudke Vavke is 26. 26 times eight is 208. 208. This year, as we said earlier, we're doing Shmini twice. So that's two times. Yud kei vav kei, yud kei vav kei, yud kei vav kei, yud kei. The doubling of the two yud kei vav keis. 444, four. It's shaking. It's telling us that it's time for the revelation of this to happen. Now what happened by Yom HaShmini? What happened on the eighth day that the Torah is referring to? Mashiach came. God came down to rest. The story of the Torah is that on the eighth day, Hashem came down to dwell amongst, amongst the Jewish people, which is Mashiach. It's the beginning. It happened then, two th actually, 2004. It's interesting, just thinking right now. The, the year we went out of Egypt was 2448. So there as well, you have four and four is one eight and another eight. You don't count the two, and then you can probably do two, two, two times four is, is also eight. So you have in the beginning also eight and eight. But that's just, just occurring to me right now. But um, let's, 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 uh, so the, the coming of the Mishkan, Hashem dwelling, coming down to be in the Mishkan, that's 
but Mashiach says, God coming down to reside within the world. What happened on that day? And here's a very exciting idea. What happened on that day is that um, a fire came down from heaven representing God. And all the Jewish people started singing as they saw the fire come down, bang, it caused an explosion of song of Israel. After that, what happened was, was the greatest moment of joy. Second to what's going to be when Mashiach comes, when God will come down permanently. After that, a tragedy happened, a horrible tragedy. And that is that Nadav and Avihu, the two sons of Aaron, who were next in line to be the high priest after Aaron Akoin, Aaron Akoin, went and they did their own thing. They went, they offered up the spices, and they died. So in the midst of the joy came this excruciating, painful event. These greatest tzaddikim passed away. And that's the further story of Parsha Shemini. So I got chills when I, when I did a little research over here. The significance of this. So let me tell you what chilled me immediately. The Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak, the Makutei Levi Yitzchak, says an interesting thing. He says that Nodav and Avihu are associated with Gevura, with harshness, with the powers of Gevura, with the powers of judgment and, 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 and intensity. And that's why they were so intense. But he says that their passing away was an indication of the shattering of the judgments. In other words, obviously there was something very deeply good, even though on the immediate level it was deeply sorrowful, but you see how Moshe Rabbeinu says, this is part of the sanctification of God's name in the mechanics of bringing God down into this world. He says that this event was a mituk of gevurais. It was a sweetening of judgments, even though it seems to be the opposite, a death. Because he says, Nadav and Avihu are gematria exactly 81. Nadav is 50, 56, Nun Dalid Vez is 56. Which you remember a few weeks ago we spoke that 56 is a number of extreme judgments. If you remember, we spoke about it by Paraduma. Um, the class we gave on that, that 56 is a number of extreme judgments. Avu, Avihu is gematria 25. 56 plus 25 is 81. 81 spells the word af. Af is wrath, judgments. They passed away on this day is the shattering of the judgments. In other why? The fire caused, the fire that came down caused their passing. The fire that came down was a powerful revelation of kindness. What does kindness have to do with the fire? So it explains it again mystically. So I, I, I'm just going to stop right over here and tell you what gave me the chills. This year is 5781. And we've been talking about the whole time that 81, the, the Rebbe says, has an element of af, of wrath. And at the, at, so far in the year, I don't have to explain to you how this wrath seems to have been here. This year has not been the best of years, seemingly, at least to this point. We're not so happy with the current running of the affairs of the world. We're not so happy with the political outcome for those who have been following the last couple of years that we've been seeing such messianic, godly infusions in the world that we're doing tremendous things and it seems like there's been some kind of a pushback in the last few months. The coronavirus that has not yet led up to a certain degree, things are getting much better, but we're still under the thing and it, 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 it hasn't been feeling so good. This year has an element of gavura to it, without a doubt. But the Rebbe says that the beautiful thing of the of, of, of Payalif is that it's going to flip the wrath, that the, the wrath flipping is going to be plo isareno, we're going to see wonders. 
that we have to break this pay aleph. Which, by the way, pay aleph is Rosh Tevis also, the heading of the words is po'ale oven, those who do, the doers of evil, which we see have gained control in such a intense way, uh, many, in, many, in, many, in many ways. Those are not, not, uh, not intending, uh, let's just put it, godly, godly consciousness and godly awareness in the world. It's all connected to this wrath, to this, and something has to break. Something has to break, and we're waiting for it to break. So he explains an interesting thing. The Nadav and Aviyu Gematria Peyalif, they passed away on this, on this day, And he explains what is the what is the significance of it? Why? So he says like this. The, 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 we know that the, the, the sages tell us that the fire that was that was on the altar, all the time we had a Mishkan, we had a fire on the altar, on the Mizbeach, that fire was in the image of a lion. It was an Aryeh, an image of a lion. So who is this lion? So it's Malach, that's what he brings, it's Malach Uriel. Which he says, Malach of Uriel, which is the, gives you the word Aryeh in it, Malach Uriel is same gematria as Avram. Avram is gematria 248. Uriel is gematria 248. And it's the energy of kindness. It's the flow of godly revelation because Avram is kindness. It's 248 mitzvahs. It's to bring down the chasadim, the flow of godly kindness, of godly revelation to the world. But he says, notwithstanding the fact, oh, and he says an interesting thing. It's coming back to the number eight. It's eight times the name Kale, which Kale is chesed. Chesed Kale, kol hayom, 31. Kale is 31 times eight, is 248. So again, the significance of eight times one of God's names. Before we spoke about uh, 208 is eight times 26, is Yitzchak. But eight times Kale, 31, is Gematria Avram. Both of them are eight. He's eight times Yudke Vavke, and Avram is eight times Kale. Chesed Kale Kol Hayom. Uriel, also that, Gematria. And that's the fire that came down. Now, he says, however, it has an element of gavura to it as well, because it's fire. Fire is gavura. Now, let me, let me, I, I, I just really, let me, let me just take a look at it again. Please give me a minute, because I want to make sure that I'm saying it correctly. He says, this that Nadav and Aviyu died at that time, they are the Gevurais, is because the Pasuk, ah, in the Zohar it says, in the Zohar, this week's parsha on the words, Vahiba Yoimashmini, it says, remember I told you earlier, Reb Yitzchak Pasach, Reb Yitzchak opens up, Beron Yachat Boiker, as they sing together all the, all the, star, all the stars of mourning, all the morning stars, Vayariu Kobanei Elokim, and all the B'nai Elohim um, shout out, which just means all the angelic beings shout out. And the Zohar continues, Akoin in Yisrael, the Jewish people are so merited, the Kaddish Baruch Hu Yovel and Arais, that God gives them the Torah. So Rabbi Levi Yitzchak in his unique style is connecting what's, why is Rabbi Yitzchak the one who's commenting and what's the significance of the comment. Suddenly he says, he brings, when he reads this parsha of Yibayim he's talking about that the morning stars are singing. 
So he explains the connection. He says that when the fire comes down, what happened in the story of the Torah, the Jewish people all sang, so Rabbi Yitzhak is connecting it with, um, with, um, as a result of the fire, the, the response, is the, is the response of Nakei. And then, I just want to say, hold on. What's the continuation of the Pasuk? Vayaru Kobanelkim, they shouted. But for the word Vayaru also comes from the word they were troyem, which means they were smashed. The Gvurais were smashed. That's the continuation. That's the next story. That Nodov and Avihu passed away. They are Gvura. Because he says, Shenishbru Agvura is Vahadinim, the judgments were broken. All this happened on the eighth day. Because Uriel came down, who was eight times kale. Uh, fine. And um, then he also continues to explain. According to that, it would seem like, God forbid, that there's something negative in Nadav and Aviyu. They're not negative. It's just the power of Gevura that needed to be sweetened. Now, he connects it to Yitzchak, because I just want to say something. Avram Avinu, just a little introduction. Avram Avinu is chesed. Yitzchak is Gevura. And we know one of the things that happened by that, one of the, one of the most astounding stories is God sending Avram Avinu to take Yitzchak to the Akedah. So mystically, Kabbalistically, it's because Gevura needs a sweetening. Gevura on its own can get out of hand. So the Gevura needs to be controlled. And how do you control the Gevura? The binding of Isaac is the limiting the Gevura not to become too intense. So Yitzchak had a sweetening through, through Avram Avinu doing the Akedah. So watch, he draws an interesting parallel. He says that Avram and Aaron and Aaron HaKohen are both chesed. As we know, Kohanim are kindness. Avram is chesed and Aaron is, is chesed. What comes after chesed? Gevura. So who's Avram's son? Yitzchak. Who's Aaron's son? He has four sons. Um, Nadav, Avihu, Elazar, and Isamar. So, interesting thing he says. Yitzchak, I told you earlier, we learned, Yitzchak is Gematria 208. Which is four times the 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 number of Ben. We discussed this actually, we spoke about four sons by the Akedah. I, I never got to that part. I wanted to, to give you the second class on the Agada. Okay, there, we know there are four sons by the, by the Seder table. The four sons by the Seder table are four times Ben. Four times Ben is Gematri Yitzchak which he says Yitzchak then is like all four sons of Aaron. Aaron and Avram are parallel. They're both chesed. Yitzchak is born to Avram. Nadav and Avihu and Elazar and Isamar are the four sons of Aaron. Yitzchak includes all four sons because his name is Gematria four times Ben, which is 52. 52 times four is 208. It's also God's name, Ban which we discussed at other times, it's the, it's the uh, element of the world that needs fixing and correction and elevation. Four times ban. Okay. So he says like this, Yitzchak didn't have to die because Avram sweetened his judgments by the Akedah, as we said, he tied it, bound it down. Nadav and Avihu did die why did Nadav and Aviyu die? It was a way of the judgments being controlled, as we said before. Tackling the af. Breaking the af. So that's why Rabbi Yitzchak is the one who comments on their passing in the Zohar. And he says, yachat He brings this idea. Because Rabbi Yitzchak is shaykh to the whole story of Parashashmini 
of the two sons of Aaron who passed away. Now, we know that an amazing thing, that the two sons of Aaron who passed away were later reincarnated in one person. In Pinchas. Not necessarily later, because Pinchas was probably born by that time already, but they were joined, their neshamas were joined, into, they got a tikkun through Pinchas. Pinchas is the grandson of Aaron. Now Pinchas, if you know the story, right? Pinchas was the one who had a lot of wrath because he watched the Jewish people marrying the non-Jewish women and the Moabites. And Pinchas stood up and he took a, a romach. By the way, romach is romach 248, which is the power, as we said earlier, of Uriel. He took that romach and he killed them, Okay. And I don't know if there's a connection over there, but it's just an interesting idea. So he, you see in him that he's full of gevura because he is their souls of Nadav and Avil, but in a way of tikkun. In other words, in a way like that it was sweetened into the, it was sweetened into chesed. Why? Because immediately after he does that act, what does God say? I'm giving him the kahuna. I'm making him a kohi. And I'm making him a son of Aaron in the sense until then, he was a grandson, but he, did, he, wasn't, he didn't have kahuna yet. And he received his kahuna to be considered the Ben Aaron at that time. In other words, it was not the, the same thing that Avram Avinu did to, with Yitzchak by the Akedah. In, in that generation, in, a, in its next um, 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 manifestation, Aaron, who is standing in the same place of Avram Avinu, the, the, the force of Chesed, his, his Yitzchak needed a tikkun. Sadly, tragically, it was through the death of, these, of the passing of these two people, which is the breaking of these gavuras, reincarnating in Pinchas, and Pinchas through his actions now being up, put back in in the placement of Nadav and Aviyu, and it's as if Aaron's family is now complete again because the one Pinchas, he's the son of Elazar, He's a great, but he's also Nadav and Aviyu, so it's Nadav and Aviyu, a Lazar and a Samar, back here again, but after, Yitzchak after the Akedah. This is in, after the binding of Yitzchak. It's interesting, fascinating idea. And watch the amazing thing. Pinchas is the exact, also Gematria 208, exactly like Yitzchak. All of this is very interesting because it's Parsha Shmini now, in the year 5781, in which we need a tikkun for the Yaf. So, um, there is so much to believe, and there is so much to hope, that by reading Parsha Shmini, and uh, that the tikkun, the tikkun of the Yaf is, is finally going to, now it's one more month, one more week to, the, to, to Nisan, and we're waiting for the biggest miracles. We're waiting already for the Giyula Shalema. We have everything set for this awesome revelation. And um, the Tikkun in the fours, four, 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 which, as we said now, is the four sons as well. Just thoughts, just, just thoughts that uh, we, we in, 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 in Chassidus it says, ten l'chach, not in Chassidus, it says, it's a pasuk, it says, ten l'chacham v'yachkam oid, give to a wise man and he'll, he'll add wisdom. These are just little ideas and hopefully everyone can take them further and see where it, where it gets you. Um, I hope, I pray, and I'm excited that um, the Af, let the Af burn out without Chas any any more darkness and the Tikkun on this Af. And uh, it should be already the complete Plo Isarenu, the wonders we will see. 
I'm just trying to think if I had more that I left out that I thought was appropriate and connecting to all of this. But again, as we discussed, if you remember, 81 is 3 times 3 times 3 times 3 is the year 81. Which, so it's, it's 4 times 3, so again, associated maybe with this 4 times ban related to the four sons of Aaron and the tikkun that happens in Parsha Shmini. Whatever it is, we're waiting for Eliyahu Navi. we're waiting for the redemption, we're waiting for the Giyula. May we see it in its completion, in its fullness. Takef umiyad mamish. And the next shake should be the entire world shaking and quaking and screaming out. Behold, the third temple is here. Behold, Moshiach Tzadkenu is revealed. Here he is in front of us. Let's celebrate and let's... That's what's going to happen. Okay, everyone. Um, Bezus Hashem. Uh, we're going to be meeting the next class in Yerushalayim, Yerakadish. Have a wonderful week.